Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to your Guides Love podcast. I'm Haley Helveston. This podcast is all about holistic health, sacred sexuality, and spirituality. I have Susan Bratton here, and she's a trusted intimacy expert to millions, Arthur, and she's considered the dear Abby of sex. Welcome. Hello, Haley. I'm so happy to be here with you. We are already fast friends, and and women on the same mission to help people have the best sex, love, and intimacy possible. So um, I'm really excited about what we're going to talk about today that we've cooked up for your ladies. Yes, definitely. Okay, so tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Okay. So I know on today's episode, what we're really going to focus on is orgasms from intercourse or penetration orgasms, having orgasms if you're a heterosexual woman with, or not, I mean, you can be anywhere across the gender spectrum, but let's just say you're a female, a vagina or vulva owner, uh, making love to a penis owner, (laughs) or maybe making love to someone who has some toys and tools they're using. And how do you have orgasms from vaginal intercourse? That's really our conversation. And who I am is a sexpert who has focused almost, well, gosh, over 15 years now, closer to 20. This is my second career. I was a Silicon Valley executive. And then I had, I almost lost my marriage because after a decade of having sex with my husband and not having orgasms from intercourse, I didn't want to have sex with him anymore. And we almost got divorced. And we started taking sex workshops to save our marriage. And I realized that orgasms from intercourse is a learned skill. And it was such a life changer for me that, and my husband, and our relationship, and everything about our happiness, that we decided we wanted to start our own business, and we started a publishing company. And what we've done for the last 15 years is publish online home study courses, online programs for singles and couples across the gender spectrum who want to learn how to have, basically to how to transform having sex into making love, passionate lovemaking techniques, orgasm skills, bedroom communication skills, sexual health and wellness. And so who I am is the CEO of a couple of companies a happily, successfully sexual wife of 30 years whose sex life keeps getting better and someone who has dedicated myself to helping people realize that sex and orgasm and pleasure and intimacy is just something you learn and a part of your personal development. Mm. Yes, yes, I love that. Because I love how you say it's a learned skill because yeah. I've worked with people and I'm sure you've worked with people too that, um, you know, the women don't want to self-pleasure or maybe they've, they've grown up thinking, well, that's my husband's job to know how to fulfill my needs. Mm. Yeah, he didn't get any education except pornography and that is not how to make love to a woman. So uh, it's the blind leading the blind in the darkest of bedrooms, but we're here to shine a light on the possibility of incredible pleasure. Yes, definitely. Okay, so for the woman that maybe she doesn't know, like for self-pleasure, it's weird for her, what would you say? Well, I would say that as you age, you 
can become more and more orgasmic. You can, become, you can go from being anorgasmic or not being able to, to achieve an orgasm mm -hmm. to beginning to achieve an orgasm, maybe from clitoral stimulation, clitoral pleasuring. And then you can expand that orgasmic skill or uh, capability to have 15 different kinds of orgasms. There's lots of different kinds of orgasms. And you can learn how to both give yourself orgasms as well as have a partner give you orgasm. Learn how to receive the pleasure and ask for the stimulation that you need to have lots of orgasms. And so as you age you and you put attention on your sexuality, it gets better and better and better and better and better. 50, 40, 50, and 60-year-old women, actually, I would say a lot of 40-year-old women kind of hit this place where they go, this is bullshit. I mean, like, I'm just not having good sex, and I'm getting old, and I've got to do something about this. It's either change my partner, fix my sex life, figure it out. And then they kind of break through that. Like they, in your 20s, everything's so new. And then in your 30s, you're kind of having your babies and you're getting married. There's the new relationship energy. And then there's all the babies. And then you wake up one day and you're like, well, my kids went off to school and I haven't had a good orgasm in I don't know how long. And I don't even like my husband. He's annoying me. You know? And so then you're at this fork in the road. But by the time you're in your late 40s or early 50s, you've kind of gone through that and you're starting to let go of your body image issues because you're like, well, it's kind of downhill from here. So maybe I should just enjoy myself instead of obsessing over it, whether I have belly fat or not, you know, because we women have belly fat. That is just, a, if you've got boobs, you've got bellies. I mean, it just, it's all there. And honestly, most men love that. So it's our own issue we do to ourselves. And you kind of get over that and then you start realizing, oh, okay, I'm having some good sex. And then by the time you're in your 60s, if you are still in, in good health, and that is a very important thing about libido, is that your libido is, is, the, same, is the other side of the same coin of your, of, your, of your general health. If you're not healthy, your libido is diminished. If you're healthy, you've got a pretty strong libido. I can literally tell I had COVID this year. I got COVID in March and it's eight months and I'm still getting over it. And um, I could literally tell when I was feeling better because my libido would start to come back and I'd, I'd start to think, oh, I, I think I could actually have some sex. Like I would seize those moments when I felt well enough to actually have sex with my husband because I'm like, babe, we've got a window here. I feel good enough to have sex. So you do have to keep yourself in good shape. But if you do, you get better and better and better at sex the older you get. So that's something that I think people don't understand is number one, it's a learned skill. Number two, you get better at it as you get older. It's mastery, like anything else. And number three, your sexual health and your personal health are tied. And number four, your, your personal development, as you, if you are a personal growth mindset person, which people who listen to podcasts tend to be, they're looking for information to make their life better. So just by being here and listening to Haley and I today, you are a growth mindset oriented person, which means that if you put your attention on your sex life, there's so much you can learn and so much pleasure to be had that you wouldn't even, you go 10 years of learning about sex and sex techniques and communication skills and all that stuff. 
you look back and be like, my God, I had no idea there was so much I could know. And I can tell you from experience, because I'm 59 years old, that it never ends. There is always more to learn, know, and more pleasure to have. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yes. Okay. So for the woman that's listening, wants to tap more into self-pleasure, is in a relationship, doesn't think self-pleasure is necessary. What would you say? Oh, well, um, I think self-pleasure is necessary. Um, Why? It is one of the joys of life is solo pleasuring. And there are so many ways to do it. And there are so many incredible toys now that I highly recommend. Um, One of my very favorites is, uh, there's, there's a couple things I really love. And one of them There's three. There's three things that I recommend. One is get a Hitachi magic wand. They don't. It's not even called Hitachi anymore. It's just called the magic wand, the cordless magic wand. And one of the reasons I like that is that it's a a very big, robust vibrator. It really has like a deep, rumbly, big motor. And what's nice about that is that the way that your genital system works, the way that your um, let's call it your erectile tissue in your vulval area works, is that it's not just the tip of your clitoris that needs to get engorged or full of blood or erect. It's the clitoral tip, the shaft, the little arms, the little legs, the clitoris that kind of drape over and around the opening to your vagina as well as what people call the G-spot, which is actually technically called the urethral sponge that runs up the top of the vaginal canal, up inside, like along the the roof of your cave, if you will. And then underneath that, on the bottom of your vaginal canal is something called your perineal sponge. And so all of this tissue surrounding the opening to your vagina needs to be stimulated And the vibration of the magic wand, just using it external all around the opening of your vaginal area, including across the mons venus, the the fleshy pad on the top above the clitoral hood and above the vulva, using that for external stimulation really brings a lot of blood to that tissue, which increases your pleasure. Because what happens is if you, you know, no guy's ever going to try to have sex without an erection. So we women should not be having sex without our own erection. And we need time for our bodies to send the blood into our vulva. And what I like about the wand, the magic wand, is that it really gets all that external vulvar tissue really plumped up and full of blood, which expands it, plumps it up, and then there's more surface area, which means that you have more proprioceptive cells that feel the sensation and stimulation. That means you're getting more stimulation signals through the neural pathways from the nerves in your vulva to your brain which registers as pleasure, and that means you feel more pleasure, and that helps you achieve more orgasms with more intensity of pleasure. Forgetting the inside of the vagina, I like one of two things. The first thing I like is a vibrator called the lady by or the miss by, and bi means two. 
uh, which means it has two motors. It has a motor that essentially goes inside you. Uh, and then it has an external motor that rests on the clitoral uh, area, the external clitoral area. And so you're getting stimulation both internally and externally, which is doing what I said, bringing more blood to the whole vulvar area. So I like that. Or if you're older, say over 40, and you're beginning to notice a loss of lubrication, a loss of vaginal tissue elasticity. If you're noticing you're dry, there's painful sex, or you've had damage from childbirth. Another thing that I think is very good for internal engorgement and for improving vaginal tissue is something called the V-Fit. It's by a company called Joylux. If you go to joylux.com and you use promo code SUSAN, they will give you a free bottle of their Revitalize Her Vaginal Moisturizer, which has sea buckthorn in it, which is also very nice to use with that device. The V-Fit is a do-it-yourself at-home vaginal rejuvenation device that internally improves vaginal Mm, uh, just elasticity, the amount of tissue you have, the amount of lubrication you have, as well as helps with incontinence, which a lot of older women struggle with. So you can do Lady Buy, you could do V-Fit, you can use the magic wand, but what all of these are doing is really giving you the blood flow you need to actually achieve orgasm. I think that for many, many women, the biggest issue they have in achieving orgasms from intercourse is simply rushing, going too fast, not getting enough foreplay and blood flow to the entire vulva. Um, I think that's probably the single biggest issue is lack of engorgement, basically not, not having a, an erection <laughs> of our vulva. So uh, if it's good for the goose, it's good for the gander is what I'm saying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah. Okay. So why do you think that is? Is that because they're just rushing the, the maybe the, their partner, their male partners like, let's go, let's go. What do you, is that what? Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what it is because when he's erect, which happens very quickly, he's ready to go and he doesn't have any idea, nor did you until you listened to Haley's podcast that it was so important for you to have this engorgement before he penetrated you. What happens is that women end up getting penetrated way too soon. And I think it's always really good to slow your partner down, teach him how to give you a good genital massage with his hands. A man's fingers or any partner's fingers, a person's fingers are the most articulate part of our body. We have more sensation in the tips of our fingers than any other part of our body, including the tip of our tongue, including the tip of our uh, clitoris. And the the way that you get the blood flow into the vulva is good genital massage with some nice warm avocado or sweet almond oil, something like that. An organic nut oil is very good. External massage that way. Oral pleasuring is really nice. Um, fingers inside when you're ready with lots of lubrication, slow, 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 you incorporating breast play and nipple play, kissing. Because if you think about your body, your mouth is connected to, and I like to call the female genitalia, the yoni, Y-O-N-I. 
It is a Sanskrit term used in tantric lovemaking practices. That means her whole genital system, the yoni. And the um, analogous word for the male member is his lingam. So when a woman, when you think about your yoni, it's connected to your mouth and it's basically runs from your yoni all the way to your mouth, your whole body, all the way up the center. The Buddhists call that your hollow flute or your bamboo flute. It's essentially your alimentary system and the entire thing is capable of having orgasmic contractions. So when you think about having orgasms, what you want to be thinking about is, oh, it's not just relegated to the tip of my clitoris. My whole yoni contracts, my belly contracts, my breasts are attached to my yoni, my nipples turn my yoni on. When, when my nipples are touched, my yoni gets turned on. When I'm kissed, when I'm you know, giving oral, receiving oral, all of these things are just touch points on the orgasmic um, line of, of, of pleasure, if you will. So the more you can activate your whole body, the more you'll get full body orgasms, the more intensely pleasurable orgasms will become. And mm. you can practice it. Yeah, definitely. And I love how you say, going back to what you were saying earlier about it's a learned skill. Like this yeah. is something that none of us were taught and you just have to keep doing it, figuring out what works for you. Yes. Okay, so what are your thoughts about the jade egg? I really like the jade egg. Um, I recommend Sayeda de Soleil's jade egg, because, and that's the one that I've promoted to my fans and followers for a decade, because um, the jade egg is a really nice way to introduce uh, some stimulation internal to your vulva. It kind of gives your vulva and your vaginal canal something to play with. You can wear it while you're sleeping. You can do JDEG practices of having it slip in and slip out. It gives your entire vaginal canal and your pelvic bowl musculature more tone. And the more tone that you have, the better the contractions and the more pleasure that you have, the less incontinence you suffer. You can avoid prolapsed organs. I mean, there's just so many good reasons to use a jade egg or Kegel balls. Um, there are Kegel balls now that you can insert that actually give you little exercises to do where it buzzes and you have to squeeze it. So uh, they are automated to help you do more of your Kegel work. But I think one of the things that I like about the Jade Egg is that it's the concept of Jade Egg practice is both the sipping in and the releasing out of the egg. And I think that when people think about Kegels, they're thinking about only the tightening rather than the releasing. And the releasing, when you think about having an organ, almost what women are doing, they're clenching, they're tightening, they're focusing, and they're, they're just like tight and holding. And really the best way to move into having more pleasurable and expansive orgasms is to open, to push out 
to breathe deeply into your yoni, to really just get the breath all the way down into the pelvis. And that's why I think Kegels sometimes set this idea that it should be a squeeze and not a release. And the reason I like jade egg practice is the jade egg balances the squeeze and the release. And the releasing, the breathing out, one of the things, one of the programs that I have, have uh, sold for a decade now is a program called Female Liquid Orgasm. And female liquid orgasm is female ejaculatory orgasms. And just as many women think to themselves, oh, I'm just not the kind of woman who's, you know, able to have an orgasm from intercourse. My clitoris must just be too far away from my vagina, or it's just not going to be, you know, something I can do, which is totally wrong. It's a learned skill. All women can orgasm from intercourse repeatedly and constantly and deliciously and excellently. If you learn, just learn how to do it, practice crossing the gasm chasm. It's just a learned skill. And then women think, oh, well, I'm just not a woman who can have female ejaculatory orgasms. I, I'm not an ejaculator. And uh, by the way, if you, if you don't understand what that is, and you might have heard the word squirting, that's another term for it. Not a term I like necessarily because I think it's a pornography-laden term. And what is shown on, I don't like pornography generally. I think that it's, um, it's not real and it gives women and men a false sense of what intimacy and passionate lovemaking looks like. Mm -hmm. So I like to call it uh, liquid orgasms or female ejaculation or ejaculatory orgasms, but all women can do it. But what it takes is this idea that you need to birth your orgasm. You need to push out to have these. You need to let oh to have these. And for many women, especially women that struggle to orgasm, tight. They're very tightly wound. They're not able to surrender, to let go, to fully receive because of things like religious repression, slut shaming, lack of knowledge, partners that don't understand how their bodies work, um, you know, traumas, etc. So breathing out, pushing out, opening up, I always like to say, imagine that your yoni is a lotus flower, and that you are opening, 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 blossoming and blooming. And the more that you allow yourself to get your vulva, all the muscles around your yoni, your vagina, your vulva, to become more articulate, more able to be controlled, you can actually completely hold still and have your partner's penis inside you and make him have an orgasm and have an orgasm without any kind of in and out friction. You can actually learn how to squeeze his penis and your vulva, your entire vaginal canal, and give yourself orgasms with no touching of the clitoral tip at all, because you have all that ability inside you. You can have your partner go down on you, and as their tongue is touching your vagina, your vagina can be making out with their tongue. Your vagina is so articulate, it is a second mouth. And his penis, if you look at the 
anatomical view of the penile tissue and chambers. It actually, the part that sticks out is only 50% of his penis. The other 50% goes into his abdomen and curves back and down. And if you took, if you isolated just what his penis looks like and you pulled it out and made a drawing of it, and then you isolated what a tongue looks like and you pulled it out and you made a drawing of it and you put them side by side, they look almost exactly the same. So when a man is using his penis like a pin because he's watching too much and he thinks that's what he's supposed to do is bang the heck out of you, he doesn't mean that he has this massively articulate, beautiful piece of tissue. And so do you. So if you start to think about things like, okay, the tongue is all erectile tissue of his, and you have as much erectile tissue all inside your vulva as he does in his penis. As soon as he's erect, he's ready to go. But if you're not ready to go, don't let him put his penis inside you. Slow him down. He's testosterone dominant. You're estrogen dominant. He's just so goal-oriented. And when he sees he's erect, he thinks everybody's ready to go. So slowing down, working on your musculature, learning how to give yourself orgasms so that you can begin to have orgasms when your partner is doing you and allowing yourself to get fully engorged before he ever penetrates you and having him stop pumping you like a piston and start licking you with his penis. These are all like little that will just move them toward you being able to have orgasms from intercourse. And I've got a million other ideas for you too, but I'll just let you ask some more questions. Okay. <laughs> no, everything you said was fabulous. And I wanted to ask too, because I know there's, I'm sure you know, I read this study that said 40% of American couples are sexless meaning they only have sex once a month. Is that, are those numbers right? Well, I think you have to think about um, the different ages of people, the fact that people have health issues, that sometimes people travel and, you know, they live apart for periods of time. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that impact your sexuality. And what I don't, what I don't want to do is make anybody feel like someone else's metric apply to them. Oh yeah. What I want to do is to say, if you'd like to have, if, if, listen, you're listening to Haley's podcast, you want to have a better sex life. You are seeking information <laughs> to improve your sexuality. And so really the, the way that you do that, who, who cares what other people are doing? What are you doing and how can I make your sex life better? What do you need? Do you need to solo pleasure more? Do you need to slow your partner down? Are you bored to death with them? Are they doing the same thing every time? Do they never instate? Do, you, do, you, uh, do they ask you for sex too much? Are you not having a good time? Uh, does their breath stink? Um, do you not feel by them? Is too big? Like there, there are specific issues in your sex life right now. And those issues will continuously change because you're not the same person you were two seconds ago. We are evolving and your sex life is evolving. It's either gotten better or it's getting worse. I like to call it the up, getting on the upward pleasure spiral instead of letting your sex life swirl down the toilet. 
And what you need to do is not worry about anybody else. This is all about you. And where are you right now? What do you need? What do you need and how do you tune into your Your body wisdom is incredible. Shows what she needs. Don't think to yourself, I, I, I don't know what I want. I just know what I have is an it. That's not true. It's not like art. <laughs> you, you need to tune in. If your foot or your neck hurts and your husband's trying to penetrate, you need to say, babe, I can't even relax because I've got this neck. Can you rub some lotion on it first? Or can you hold me? And I just need to get a couple things in the chest before we get to the next level. Or can we go have sex downstairs in the shower where the kids can't us because that sounds kinky to me? Or could I hold this vibrator on my clitoris while you penetrate me off the edge of the bed so I can try to come while you're inside me because I want to cross train and practice coming from intercourse? Like, where are you and what do you need? Babe, it hurts when you do that. Or I want you to do that and don't stop because I think I could come, but you can't stop and I don't want to talk to you. So do it now and don't stop till I say stop. And then just surrender to it and let them deliver the sensation and try and open yourself to allowing yourself to come. You know, like where, this is, I could keep going and going mm -hmm. and going with examples, but you get what I'm saying, which is where are you? What do you need? How do you feel comfortable enough asking for it? So you can keep evolving your pleasure and connection. Mm, yes. I love that you said that because I think that there is a lot of comparison going on. And it's like no one knows what's going on in someone's relationship. And for me, it's like I'm all about helping people just live an orgasmic, turned on life. I mean, that's yeah. the whole purpose. <laughs> Definitely. Um, okay. So what would you want a final takeaway to be from our conversation? Well, I, there's two things that I want to give to you um, and give to your fans. Um, the first one is um, a download that's free, and it's called the Soulmate Embrace. And it's a, an often very overlooked part of foreplay that men don't naturally know how to do, that women crave very much, that you can teach your partner to do, or you can literally just print the thing out and give it to them and say, and I, I have written it such that there's, a, there's like stories about how to do it. And then there's just one page, I think it's page 14. It's a real short book um, that is just the step-by-step -step part where you can be like, babe, just do the step-by-step -step part because this is what guys want. They just want to just tell me how to do it, net it all out. They don't want to know the fluffy stuff. And it's called the Soulmate Embrace. And it's a holding and being held technique that allows you. So one of the issues is that when men try to arouse us, the first thing they do is they grab our boobs and they grab our crotch because that's what they want. They're trying to turn us on. So it's like, okay, she must be a light switch, but she's not. She's not a light switch. She's a rheostat. She's like slowly turn up the heat, right? And so what he's trying to do is he's trying to press the buttons to get us turned on. What he doesn't realize and what often we don't understand about our own bodies is that arousal begins in relaxation. If we are not relaxed, 
and nurtured, if we don't feel safe and adored and cherished and loved and protected, we cannot let our guard down enough to surrender to our pleasure. And the soulmate embrace is basically how he can hold you in this very specific way that will suddenly get you to the point where you can begin to get turned on, where your fluids can begin to run, where your spit runs, your yoni gets lubricated, your eyes will get a little watery. It just gets your fluids going. The Soulmate Embrace is at soulmateembrace.com. Very simple. It's a beautiful technique that came out of one of my best-selling books. I've written 34 books. Uh, the, oh, the um, Sexual Soulmates. It came out of the Sexual Soulmates book. And then the second thing that I want to give your fans is an intercourse technique because there's a couple things. It, it, because I know that you can learn how to have orgasms from intercourse, but often what happens is 25 to 30% of men, they, they have they come too fast. They have stamina problems. They suffer from premature ejaculation. Once they get inside us, it feels so good. They can't last long enough or go slow enough and be present with us enough because they're trying so hard not to come that we feel like we end up being like a masturbatory sock for them. And then they just come and we didn't come. And how long are you going to want to be that in your relationship? For me, it was a decade. I went 11 years not coming from intercourse, and I was ready to get divorced. Everybody's got a different amount of time they're willing to do that. But you will either stop wanting sex or you will stop wanting your partner if you don't learn how to do this. So it's, I would say it's, it's really your responsibility as the female-bodied person to learn how to have orgasms from intercourse and how to have fun and how to want sex. And this technique called thrust in time is based on an ancient Taoist lovemaking practice that does two things. It fixes the two biggest problems that male-female partners have, that he comes too fast and she can't come from intercourse. And it's a, it's a sex technique, an intercourse technique that you can learn together, which by the way, when couples play together, stay together, especially in the bedroom, so when you learn new things together, it brings you back to that fresh new relationship energy. So when you learn the thrust in time technique, which is at thrustintime.com, how brilliant. <laughs> um, it, it slows him down so he can last longer. And it gives you the kind of intercourse that you need to actually have an orgasm, something he'll never see on porn, that no one will ever teach him anywhere, that the Taoists have been doing for thousands of years so that women can have wonderful, full body, vaginal orgasms while being made love to by their partners. So I'd like to do that. Those are two things I can leave you with that I think will help you the most. How to, how to be held and get turned on, relaxed, and then how to have orgasms from intercourse. Yes, I love both of those. Thank you Good. so much. Oh yeah, Thank you pleasure. so much for taking the time to do this. I think people are going to come away from this conversation with a lot of takeaways. Good. I hope so. The number one takeaway I would like people to come out with is to have a fantastic orgasm and be like, that Susan Bratton was right. I could do it. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs>
Yeah, because it's supposed to be the one area of life we're supposed to have fun in. <laughs> definitely. All areas of life we're supposed well, yes, to have definitely. fun in. Yes, <laughs> definitely. True. Okay, so where can everybody find you? Well, one of the things I wanted to tell you, too, is that um, I, I have two, two websites. One of them is called betterlover.com. And on that website, I've got hundreds of videos that I've shot where I teach you sex techniques. And it's all free. And there's a whole playlist about orgasms from intercourse, how to have penetration orgasms. Because if I want you to, that's like my number one thing I want you to achieve in your sex life. Because from there, you can build on that. You can start having ejaculatory orgasms, expanded orgasms, orgasms from all types of different things. But I feel like if you're in a heterosexual, if you're a heterosexual monogamous woman, that's like your one thing to try to master. And so at betterlover.com, I've got a whole playlist with tons of other ideas for crossing the gasm chasm. And then my main website that has over 2,000 articles I've written over the last 15 years on pretty much everything you could want to know but were afraid to ask about sex, there's a search box on that homepage and you can search anything and you'll find out answers to your questions. And that is at personallifemedia.com. Two L's, personallifemedia.com. And you can also follow me on Instagram at Susan Bratton. Now, Instagram is more like my personal side of things where I kind of post sexy pictures and, you know, stupid stuff. That's my like ridiculous side of my own personal se sexual self-expression because I don't think you should be a sex expert and not be sexy. Mm, yes, I love all of that. Okay, yes, I will put all your links below. Thank you so much. Everybody, be sure to subscribe, like, share the podcast. I would love to know your thoughts on this episode and have a fabulous day. Bye.